I just really wanted to learn, 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 learn from other people, from different cuisines, from different chefs, from different environments. I didn't want to stop. There are so many different pathways to being a chef in Australia. People come from all around the world to pursue their culinary dreams and create all kinds of different experiences for hungry diners. Our guest today is striking his own path. Elia Donati moved from Italy, speaking no English at the age of 22. He's now crafted a really unique business and I'm excited to find out more about it. Elia, welcome to Dirty Linen. Hey, hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, we're both excited then. Uh, Elia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what was your pathway to Australia? So I decided to um, leave Italy, uh, like you said, at uh, 22, because I couldn't find my um, something that was mine, that was uh, you know inspiring. That was uh, I, I wanted to learn more about the world. I wanted to learn English, and uh, and um, yeah, so Australia <coughs> uh, was uh, one of one of the choices, and uh, you know I ended up. Um, uh, in the end, choosing to buy a ticket for Sydney, and uh, uh, the reason was uh, to learn English and to do an experience at the very beginning. That that was the only uh, result I wanted to get out of it. And were you already working in food? Like, was food already a passion of yours? Was a passion, and uh, but but I didn't did not have any professional training uh, whatsoever. I was just cooking at home for people, pretty much when you think about it, what, what I'm doing now as a business <laughs> for my friends, for friends of my uh, parents, uh, you know, parties, things like that. And I was really, really enjoying it, but I didn't ever have a training, unfortunately, in Italy. I've done everything by cooking um, professionally before then. Okay, and so tell us about arriving in Sydney. What was it like? And how long ago was this, by the way? It was uh, November 2013, so almost 10 years. And, um, and it was a little bit of a cultural, cultural shock. Uh, first of all, my English was uh, um, very, very... Uh, close to zero, I couldn't speak any word, and uh, my my cheeky technique to to find a job was to drop a resume, and uh, and then uh, when they would call me back, I would say I can't hear, I can't hear, I can't hear, and I would hang up and say, can you please text me, because I could not with withhold the conversation in English it was just impossible. So, <laughs> um, you know, I just. Uh, I just did whatever I could, and I came here actually with uh, three thousand five hundred dollars uh, after selling my my car, and uh, and and that was it. Everything else I've built it from from that little crumb. I actually found a job that I had two hundred dollars left in my account, and uh, and I took it in a charcoal chicken in Rose Bay, and. Um, which is closed now, unfortunately, and um, and yes, so that's how how it started. <laughs> that's how I started because I I couldn't speak, so I thought I might I might have to do something with my hands because <laughs> I otherwise 
I don't know what I'm gonna do. You want your hands can speak all languages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and probably that was meant to be because yeah, that was just uh, you know what I was able to do, what came naturally uh, for me. And was it working in this charcoal chicken shop that made you think, ah, oh, this this doesn't have to just be something I'm doing for cash. This could be something that I could turn into more of a vocation. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's always been so inspiring, and and uh, they they were Asian people, and uh, Asian are very, um, how can I say, secretive about their recipes. And I could tell they wouldn't let me see how they would cook curry. But I, I was so curious to see a lemongrass. What is a lemongrass? I'm coming from Italy. Like I don't even know what that thing is. It's just looks like a very very hard spring onion <laughs> to me and and it was very interesting and uh, and I've got I've got two brothers and yes one is a pizza maker but it's very different from being a chef and the other one is a web developer so what I'm saying is we lived exactly in the same environment with the same mama, with the same nonna, with the same house, same everything. But, you know, that that means that was more ingrained into me. It was more in my blood, if if you know what I mean. Was I was more meant to follow the food path, if if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, food can really hook you in. So, what happened? What, what, how did it all progress? Oh, so yeah. So I, I came here with uh, my uh, ex-girlfriend, and uh, and she really wanted to travel, and uh, I was job, 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 busy, 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 and she said, "No, we need to travel." So she made me buy a van, and uh, that was really good because we traveled in a van. In Australia and it was really really beautiful uh, we saw the coast we came to Melbourne we didn't like Melbourne we left immediately <laughs> <laughs> no offense and, no 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 obviously and <laughs> um, no but uh, you need to live it to love it and um, and then we left and we went back up to Gold Coast and and obviously if only love immediately everything is shiny uh, parties, beaches, uh, and and um, sun, uh, waves. Like, how can you not like that? And so we we stayed there for for a few months. I did some pizzas there, and then my nonno found me a job in Italy. And I said, well, maybe my adventure was meant to be like this. So I went back to Italy, and one and a, one month. And a half later, I was back in Australia. I just didn't like it. Once, once you see Australia, in in my opinion, you can't go back. Um, it's just yeah, the lifestyle, the nature, the everything. I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. And I thought, if I'm gonna invest uh, in my life, I'm gonna invest time and, and efforts in in getting this. Um, this passport, this citizenship, and uh, and so that's how that's how it started, and um, and I came back, and a friend of mine was working here in St Kilda, so that's how I that's why I came back to to Melbourne. I did a, 
I, I signed up for a school here in Melbourne and I I came back here and then since then I've only worked in hospitality uh, so uh, actually it came handy to me that for one reason or another I had to change jobs quite frequently so I, I might have done eight different jobs in the past 10 years I guess um, of which even uh, butcher I was a butcher as well for less than a year because I just really wanted to learn 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 from other people from different cuisines from different chefs from different environments I didn't want to stop and and um, you tell me if I'm fast forwarding too much but then a friend of mine said well there's people that actually do this sort of personal chef, private chef, whatever it's called thing and maybe give that a try because she knew I was very frustrated because I'm very entrepreneurial. She, I was very frustrated because I couldn't find my, you know, my way into business, my gateway. And uh, and I give it a go and I thought, wow, this is really nice. And uh, this actually brings together all my experiences with food, all my backgrounds all my cuisines and I get to cook for a few people and put a lot of love into what I do and um, really be there rather than doing a whole bunch of dockets and so it's so interesting Elia because I I think a lot of um, people that cook think about opening their own business but if you if it's a restaurant then the outlay and the commitments are huge it can be really hard to get off the ground so tell us about your business like what is it to be a personal chef yeah so it's very interesting uh, because um, when you when you think about hosting a party you know if you've done it a few times already you know it's a bit of a headache and a lot of work and you might end up thinking why do i even do this like i i love my friends i love my house and everything but it's just so hard and you know i need to go grocery shopping take time off work uh, cook and uh, make everything super perfect then on the night i'm not able to engage with my friends because i'm basically the chef and and then there's all this cleaning to be done it's just so i thought we could fill in that that gap yeah with the with this idea and 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 and, and yeah so basically i i just literally grab my bags walk to the market and um and choose the best produce that I can. Sometimes I go for ten people for a ten people dinner. I end up going to uh, six, eight different shops. I try to stick with uh, local small family shops as well, and uh, and then go to the customers' house, cook over there, and um, give them an experience. Most of the times you get kids all rounded up in front of you just literally looking at you like if you're doing something extraordinary and asking questions really rewarding and even adults they they film you and all of that it's you know as a chef you feel very um, acknowledged very recognized because um, you, you, you that's our way to show love to people 
that's that's my way. Let, I I find it, you know, when I've got some spare time, all I do is I invite my friends over and I cook for them, and I literally do the same for my friends. That's my way to show off. So, what about the the structure of these these um, experiences, Elia? Is it could someone come to you and say, uh, you know, I want a pasta feast, I want a seafood feast, I want, you know, <clears throat> something? Yeah, can I mean, can you tailor the menu to suit? Yes, absolutely. I I I can take advantage of all the uh, experiences that I've done. I've worked with uh, Asian chefs. I worked with uh, um, a Japanese chef. I worked with uh, Spanish, French, Colombian, and uh, obviously Italians. So I've got a whole bunch of menus on the website that are uh, really good examples of what I can do. And I'm very honest with people, with Italian and few other cuisines. We can go crazy with some others, like Japanese. Uh, I'm, I've got more of a basic knowledge and uh, um, yeah, you can choose the menu, you can choose the type of service, you want it shared, you want it all individually plated, um, depends on the tone that you want to set to the night and uh, that, that food will be cooked, served to you, to the table, so you actually, you know, get, get, get to enjoy the night, pour yourself a, a glass of wine or or a drink and spend time with your friends and I also do all the cleanup at the end so it's really the, 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 the gathering the socializing it's really taken care of plus sometimes people want to do classes so because I was a butcher I've done some uh, uh, sausage making class or uh, meat related classes or barbecue or pasta classes uh, team bonding and all, all these sort of things with with some pluses as well I mean you mentioned that you're entrepreneurial tell us about the business side of it like how hard is it to get a steady flow of customers and is it is it a great business really really hard um, yeah it's it is a good business I'm still learning about it and um, the, for the way I see it and I do it, it's a bit of a roller coaster. So there are months in which you cannot breathe, you don't have time for anyone and there are months in which you, you say, oh, okay, I don't know if this is even working and, and then you just realize you go through a bit of a roller coaster be, because of many things, school holidays or public holidays and and um, I find that um, my point of difference is is I, I really work on myself, on my brand, on elevating what Elia Donati means and and does that's that that's what that's what it is basically a bit like um like an artist like a like a singer basically you know you more than uh, buying a restaurant or having a lot of other chefs below you or with you um it's more about yeah Elia Donati being more recognized for what, what he does and so business part of it I think brand is what it's really important for me 
So what are some of the tips that you could give to somebody else who's thinking along these lines? You know, if someone's thinking, well, you know, I want to be recognized for what I do. What are, what are some of the branding tips you could share? So definitely doing uh, some partnerships. And so if you really love a product, um, go and speak with them. Go and meet who makes that product and try to make a partnership up and, uh, and you know, help each other as well. Um, so partnership, it's really important. Have your own product as well. Like I have my coffee and my pasta. Um, just says that, um, you know, you're not just staying home and hoping that somebody calls you. You're just very actively in business, regardless of the roller coaster I was talking about earlier. And yeah, just get known and do some things that might be uncomfortable, like try to get to do some shows, some expos, um, find partnerships also in equipment. What about speaking for people that sell hospitality equipment like ovens or pizza ovens or gelato machines or things like that? Just get your face out there um, on, on social media as well. Uh, don't, don't, don't be scared of that. It's yeah, it, it sounds like you have to be so self-motivated and quite brave because I guess, you know, if you've got a job, you go to the job and, you know, you'll get, there'll be a structure there and there'll be people around you. You can feel part of a team. Is it lonely doing it the way, doing it the way you do it? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is, especially for me, it, it, that's the very, uh, very important aspect of my uh, um Australian journey, if you want to call it, um, it's 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 better now. But he, I've I've had a few very lonely years. I I could not find very strong relationships and friendships uh, for years. Um, and um, and a lot of people they just don't stick with you business wise either. Like. Um, you you know when they tell you change your circle of influence you you have to literally um, do it just sh- strip everything and do it from scratch again that means that if uh, it's not worth <clears throat> or you're growing apart um, from a, a friendship and on a Saturday night it's either going out with that person or staying home, just stay home because you need to find ways to meet other people that are more in line with what you want to achieve and do. And finally, I can say now I'm surrounded by all these kind of people and all the conversations that you start having are way... um, better and more in line with what I want to do I want to achieve and 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 I think that's that's the most important thing like your circle of influence and that is what gets you out of the uh, loneliness and or or 
when you feel like business is not good or it's not this or not that or you you are going through this or that you you talk to these people and and you see that they actually have done it exactly the same way they've gone through the same challenges but if you're talking to someone that has never gone through those challenges how are you gonna get the answers that you need to succeed You, you see where i'm going with this Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I'm hearing from you is there's a lot of very hard-won personal growth. Um, How do you you look back on your journey to this point? I Sometimes I I forget to do it. And uh, I had actually a bit of a moment when at the end of last year we filmed a really, really high-quality video. you can see on YouTube or on my Instagram bio, and and like we had the best location, a beautiful house, uh, the best people, and it was very genuine. They were not actors or anything. It was just really good people that wanted to enjoy a night with me, and I wanted to showcase what I can do, and and uh, and so. When I saw that video with the music, with exactly the message in it that I wanted to show, because I said to the guy, look, we need to show emotions. We need to show that people really enjoy not just the food, but the company, the night, the vibe, the everything. They're not there for food. They're there for the experience. When I saw that, I actually, I actually was in an, I had a few tears. I thought, wow, I, <laughs> I, I made this. I got up to here, and that was that was huge. It was huge. I actually stopped and I said, you know what? I went pretty far. It's 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 awesome. Wow, wow! I got shivers. Congratulations. That's such a, that is such a moment. Wow. Um, yeah. That's really great. I think it can be so hard when you're running a business to actually acknowledge those milestones and to realize how far you've come. So it's fantastic you were able to do that. Yeah, you have to. You have to, and you have to look at, look after your mental health and your physical health because you're your your best player. If your best player parties and eats very unhealthy and does unhealthy things uh, you know it's not gonna perform and so you you just have to look after yourself and that as a part of that you need to stop sometimes and look back and think okay wow this is this is awesome if i put the same effort I might, I might achieve what I've got now in mind, and, and then in a few years you look back again. Yeah, step by step. Um, Elia, are we allowed to talk about the secret dinners? Oh, yeah, yeah, we can, we can. <laughs> yeah, so this is, by the way, something that came out of um, a, a low moment, a pit of my business journey a very a moment where i wouldn't get any any calls and i thought i gotta invent something i I've, i deal with a lot of people that are very comfortable with money and uh, very wealthy 
um, what can I give him? What can I give to them that they don't, you know, have? And I thought, okay, they like <clears throat> something that it's very exclusive. So I thought, why don't I make a secret dinner? Um, so people that are in my circle, um, they, they get invited and they can invite a few friends and, and that's it. We're not going to advertise this. It's going to be a secret. <laughs> it's going to be a secret. And, and then the whole concept came up and I started doing a secret menu. So they wouldn't know, they would have pretty much a little bit of an idea of what it is, but they don't know what's coming uh, until the night. And they don't know the location until uh, a few days before. And um, and that builds up a bit of a hype, basically. And um, and so they they just wait for it. And um, and 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 I've got yeah this group of people that basically just wait for me to let them know when it's the next one. And they know I've got a I want to keep it to a small group, so I'm I'm gonna cap it at a small group. So. Yeah, they just they just book it in as soon as possible. So it was a yeah interesting move. <laughs> What's the feeling like for you to put these events on? Uh, it's um it's very very rewarding because you can see that what you do gets recognized and people like it even. And they trust you. That's the main thing. Because they don't know anything. They don't get to say, oh, I want salmon. Oh, I want lamb. Oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. Obviously, we've got to cater for dietary requirements. But that's all we're going to do for them. We're not going to give them many choices like if you go to a restaurant. So they they just got to trust me. And it's unbelievable to see the... The, the, the reactions and how rewarding it is <laughs> at the end of the night. Plus, with uh, something I haven't mentioned, and we do at the secret night, the secret dinner, uh, is I, I like to support local artists as well, small ones, because they, it's very hard for them to get started, like a guitarist player or a guitarist and a singer or a belly dancer or these kind of things. And we support artists as well. So there's a lot going on. And and every time they get also a few surprises happening during the night. So they literally, they're in for something, but they don't know what exactly is going to happen. And I, I guess that's what, that's what it's all about. That's amazing. So Elia, um, just finally, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, well, I've got a bit of an idea, an enterprise of my own, but I'm not sure how to get started. And I'm not sure if I should make that brave leap. What would you say to them? Yes, you, it's it's like you said it. It's a leap. It's a um, it's a leap. And um, <clears throat> at the beginning, I was doing it with with a full time job. 
So at the same time, it was really, really hard, like going to the toilet, trying to reply to an email, trying to get on a quick phone call, things like that, Um, sneaking out, things like that, and... um, and and then it'll it'll just become full time. Uh, eventually, you, you you will have to make it full time because it, you just get too busy. It's just a normal process, as is normal to go back to it, and nothing happens. I explain myself better when times are tough and you need to go back to a full time job. You're not a loser. <laughs> Nothing has happened. And everyone in your circle of influence, if you have a good one of people like you um, that do the same sort of thing, they will tell you it's it's okay. <laughs> Nothing happened. If you're not busy and you need a full-time job again for a few months, it's fine. You haven't lost. You haven't... You, you you don't have to feel shame or anything. Just go back to it, rebuild up, see what what you have done, learn from you from your mistakes, and just keep going. Nothing happens. Just make the changes really really fast. Just don't don't slip on it or things like that. Tuck tuck tuck. Change. Something doesn't work. Change. Something doesn't work. Change. One two three. Go. <laughs> Love it. That's really inspiring. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, yeah. As a matter of fact, I I was thinking also, um, how can I actually help people? Like, I'm not a doctor that goes in a, in a third world country and helps people, you know, that are in, in serious trouble. So, what can I, how can I make food helpful? And just quickly... So I'm, I'm, I might be working on a project that's called Cooking Bond because I found that people ask me um, with kids and a family, busy parents ask me, well, how can I look after my family with food and have time to bond and have time to sit at the table and not feeding my kids while they run around and you know, not having time for them, and I thought, well, we might be able to do something there, and and uh, I've tested it with a few uh, people, and uh, I've had really, really good feedbacks. I, I can see now they cook very healthy uh, meals for their family in a very short period of time, and they've got more time for them as well, and so... Yeah, if you follow me on the social media, you'll be able to see this project come to life as well. Fantastic. Well, yeah, it's you've obviously always got ideas bubbling away. So it's, yeah, really inspiring. Um, so great to hear your story, Elia, and I'm sure a lot of people will uh, take a lot of inspiration from the things that you've said and from following your journey. So thank you so much. No, thank you very much. And I hope to be able to positively affect some people. And don't be a stranger. Send me a DM if you have a question or anything on on how I did what I did. Love it. Very generous. Thank you very much. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. 
We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.